radio broadcast, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Ontario, Ohio. I'm Pastor Dave Davenport. Today we're studying in the book of 1 Peter, and we're in chapter 2. We trust you'll have your Bible open and stay with us for the next several minutes as we go to the Word. Ran across the border and I shouldn't. Listen, you need to get saved. And when you get saved, you need to go home. And then you need to make arrangements to come in through the door. That's how you fix it. Because what happens is, is sometimes people do things that scar their hearts so bad they can never get past it. And sometimes there's a Jericho in the life, and I need to fall down by the power of God. Only the power of God could bring down those walls in Jericho. But you'll lose at AI if you don't do things God's way and try to do it in your own strength. You can't force this. You can't force anything. I used to say we won the lottery being born in America, and we did. But never have I known that more than I know now, because now I'm seeing video of things on the other side of the earth. Have you heard about China? They're blowing up over there. And you know what Apple's doing? Apple is shutting down their ability to communicate among their phones. If you have an Apple phone, you can't text message each other and kind of keep each other on a heads up on when the authorities come. From what I understand, they saw on the uh, FIFA, the soccer and all that, and they saw all these people sitting in the stands with no masks on. And it lit them up, and they're like, wait a minute. And then they start taking pieces of, well, big big iron chairs and trying to bust down these, these testing machines. They had to run right after work, go over and be tested every day for a while. They just doubled down on their, on their mandates over there like nobody's business, and that's why they're blowing up. But you're not going to hear that in the day-to-day. But I'm saying to you that what we have is we have to be a people who realize that there is a beguilement in the world, that people will lie to us. And that's why we need to have Jesus, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is that, the embodiment of it. And we need truth like never before. So you see him saying beguiling, and it's active. And the reason I said it was important, participle, present, active, it means that they know what they're doing. It's not like we can say, well, it's not their fault. It's not we can look at them and say, oh, you know, they didn't mean it. They made a mistake. Not these people. Some make mistakes. Not these people. And there are people on purpose doing what serves them. The Bible says in Romans 1.32 that they who knowing the judgment of God. They know the judgment of God. If they're reading the Bible, they've read about hell. They've read about God saying to the Pharisees all those things that he said. Greater damnation, whitewashed sepulchers, full of dead man's bones. You don't have a clue. They know that. They've read it. It says, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do those things, but they have pleasure in other people who do them. They're all on the same platforms together. You guys may remember Oral Roberts telling us that God was going to kill him if he didn't make enough money to do something. This is the same man who was a faith healer who built a hospital. Is there a clue in there somewhere? He's a faith healer, but he built a hospital. Send me your millions because God's going to kill me. God's holding me hostage. This is your world. This is your day. And they're just as culpable as the person who's telling you you came from primordial ooze or stardust. Romans 1.18, the Bible says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. 
in unrighteousness. They hold it down. They hold down the truth in unrighteousness. And it says it's revealed from heaven against all this because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. In other words, they, they counted something out and they said, it's the way we're going to go. They made some decisions. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. So they're walking around in the dark. The next thing on our list here is it says, having eyes full of adultery, verse 14. When it says, having eyes full of adultery, it could be rather translated, as Vincent suggests, who's a lexiconographer of repute, they are completely adulterous. It's not about adultery proper. There may be some of that in there because they're all about luxuriating and pleasure and hedonism. But the idea is, is that they are actually like God's people were in the Old Testament. They were among God's people in Israel, but they were going a-whoring after all kinds of other stuff. James dresses down the people of his day, primarily Jewish people, because he was a pastor to the Jewish people who were now dispersed and in the midst of the Gentiles. And he was talking to them as a pastor, pen in hand, saying, be not many teachers, you're going to receive the greater scrutiny and judgment because you guys all want to be, everybody wants to be on top. And he says, listen, he says, you adulterers and adulteresses. That's what he called his own people. You adulterers and you adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship of the world is enmity with God? That sounds like John, right? If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It says that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world isn't the enemy of God. Now, when you're leading and counting and blaspheming and taking the truths like these diamonds are your marbles to play a game of marbles with, you know, it's you're saying a lot. You're becoming an adulterer. You're basically saying, I'm going to ride this Jesus train, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to, I'm going to pick and choose. Listen, worse than that, I'm not. people do that everywhere, right? The Bible says they're going to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and not willing to endure. So people on the masses will get their religion going. But this person actually not only does that, but they say, and I'm going to teach other people my doctrine. My doctrine. Psalm 73, verse 27 says, For lo, they that are far from thee, O Lord, shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. All them. Not just religious people, but lost people who scorned religious intentions at all because they knew by their conscience there was something more, but they suppressed it. So everybody's under God. He's king. It's his land. It's his heir. And that's why in the tribulation he's going to turn the water to blood. He's going to turn, you know, all kinds of things upside down, take away all the green stuff. There's not going to be any food. It's going to be tough because it's his. <laughs> he can take it back. You can take it back. And then everybody maybe will look up because, you know, poor people tend to be a little bit more dependent and wanting to get some help. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men. If I could just run away, Jeremiah is saying. He says that I might leave my people and go from them, for they all be adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. That's how bad it got. And we know it was bad in Jeremiah's day because he was the zero-hour prophet. And many of the people he was thinking, I wish I could leave them, he ended up burying. 
If you read the book of Lamentations, it's a series of funeral dirges after the world around him had crumbled. Babylon had decimated, raised the city, smoking earth all around, and dead bodies. Given the choice, do you want to go with me? Nebuchadnezzar, you want to go with me, Nebuchadnezzar, to the land? You were a good prophet. You were telling him the right thing. You probably already heard about Daniel and things like that. I don't know. But he gave him the choice because he heard he was a good prophet. He said, no, I'll stay here. So even though he longed to be from them, he was willing to bury them. And then finally, you hear this one as more familiar, Matthew 16, 4, a wicked and an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Want signs and wonders? Man, there's your charismatic side. You have to be careful. There's a beguilers out there. devil will give you a, a good show because he wants you to be entertained, doesn't he? I don't see Jesus entertaining anyone. I see Jesus engaging people with a purpose. And everything he did was with a purpose of bringing them along in closer walk with God, finding them through himself. He says, as a wicked and a, an adulterous generation seeks after a sign, but no sign shall be given to it but the sign of Jonah, the prophet. And he left them and departed. So if you want a sign and you go for the sign, you'll get a sign. The devil will see to it. But Jesus left them and departed. This is the world we're living in. It's a veritable minefield out there. And in another thing will kind of wind it down. Having a heart. Having, in verse 14, a heart that is exercised with covetous practices. The word uh, exercise is the word we get gymnasium from. They actually work out at how to be worse and worse. Okay, they, they practiced it. They've got a shtick, as they say. And everybody knows it, except those who don't. There are people in that room who know it. One woman was knocked down in a Denny Hinn um, video I saw. It was on TV at night. I just thought I'd check it out as a means of study. She fell down, and the Lord let me see this, because I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Look at this guy. He's knocking people down. Lady fell down. The guy right behind her was Carter, and he had a cufflink because he's rich. <laughs> he's got a lot of money. Uh, maybe he didn't rich, but he had a cufflink, and he caught her. And when he moved back to lay her down, the cufflink caught her wig, and it pulled off. And she was there slain in the spirit. When she realized her hair had come off, she opened her eyes, reached up, grabbed it, put it back down, and went back to her slain in the spirit. Literally. Again, like Oral Roberts, we, we chuckle, but, but the thing is, this is video. They could have cut that out. They think we're foolish and fools. And sadly, sometimes, because we want to believe something so much, we look the other way. Timothy was told this. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy according to the prophecies that went before on thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare. This charge, on top of this prophecy, you're going to be a stellar champion for God. You're going to do your good work. He says, I'm going to give you this charge that you might war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning the faith, he says, have suffered shipwreck. I said at the outset, do not confuse somebody who's fallen with somebody who is foolishly 
gone the wrong way on purpose. Because there are different people. Some people mess up. David messed up. God shows us. The Bible is a book man wouldn't have written if he could have, because he shows us all that nonsense that goes on. And it's not a book that man could have written if he would have, because all the prophecy that he gave us, and he says, listen to me, I'm getting your attention now. <laughs> he says, look at the prophecies. I'm God. And he shows us that people can fall down. Demons have forsaken me, having loved this present world. The Bible talks about Mark, who gave up on the trip, on this missionary journey. It was Barnabas's nephew. And Paul was done with him. Barnabas wasn't. And later Paul says, after Barnabas put him back up on right, Mark, tell Mark to come too. He's profitable for me in the ministry. Aren't you glad when somebody comes back and gets it right? His mercies are new. Every morning. We all fall down. But the righteous falls seven times and rises again. And if he's truly born again, God will never let him go. Ever, ever let him go. Never. The question is, am I truly born again or not? He also says in chapter 14 of Romans, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant to his own master? He standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. Wow. So we don't want to get into sectarianism. We just want to be very circumspect. There is a way of the deceivers. Make them dead to you. They come on the TV, turn them off. Tell your friends you have no use for that. And if they're a believer or somebody who's being caught up in it, warn them. You have several participles, not all of them, but it's several earmarks. Let's bow together. Well, that concludes this week's series of messages. This has been a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Ontario, Ohio. And I'm Pastor Dave Davenport. We so appreciate sharing with you these daily broadcasts, and I hope you can join us again next week. But Sunday is coming. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Our services begin at 1030. We hope you'll consider dropping by this Lord's Day in person as we go to the Word.